Hello and welcome to Luke's Home C2C League. I'm Luke Probasco. I'm Jacob Belleville. And today we have a special guest with us, Chad Ellis. Hello. So let's get into the NCAA news. First thing I want to talk about, Jacob, you had your quarterback, C.J. Stroud, sign an NIL deal with the Bentley, and he's out there with a $150,000 car. Not too bad. Thoughts? Opinions? Um, I have actually two players on my roster that both have car deals. One with Lamborghini, one with Bentley. That's not me being, you know, wow, my roster's awesome, but it's pretty awesome. So, I mean, yeah, they're not Ford and Chevy, but, you know, you, you've got the luxury vehicles of the Fantasy Football League. Yeah, and I, if I had to choose between Lamborghini and Bentley... I think there's more swag associated with Bentley. Um, but yeah, Bijan, he is a Lamborghini. He's a Ferrari. He's all those kind of sports cars. So yeah, pretty pleased. All right. Second, go down a dark road. I, I didn't research this much, but I find it interesting that nobody is talking about it. Idaho State assistant football coach. Devontae Neal was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. I would say it's out there, but whoever their PR person is at Idaho State deserves a raise because this has like been hush-hush, so give that person a raise. I don't know if it's that person or if the fact that he works for Idaho State. <laughs> I don't know. That that is true. I do remember just they, seeing they one just little a, line. They might just have a bunch of potatoes in the front office. <laughs> yeah, I, I did see one one little line on ESPN about it. That was it. Never a major headline. Just one little thing under the college football news. So won't spend much time on it. But it's it... this is further evidence, though, that college coaches, NFL coaches, they all matter. For the <laughs> they're the most important thing that you can hire. Absolutely. And then uh, current playoff schedules are good through 2025, but by the end of May 2023, the uh, playoff team or the playoff committee hopes to have a 12-team playoff agreed upon where the six highest-ranked conference champions will receive automatic berths. The next six highest-rated teams in the college football rankings would receive bids, and the four highest-ranked conference champions would receive a first-round bye, and first-round games would be played on the campuses before the quarterfinals and semifinals are hosted at the bull sites. Thoughts, opinions, more teams better, worse? I like more teams, but I don't see the SEC voting in favor of this. I think it'll yeah. be last time we kind of um, talked about the SEC doing their own playoffs. So it'd be interesting if there's you know a playoff and a playoff and a play, like I don't know. We'll just it has to get agreed upon. But you know why not have more playoffs, more money? It just I don't know. It just makes sense. So well, one of the things that could be cool with that. What if you get some of these teams, you know, what if, uh, uh, you know, Utah wins the Pac-12 and they've got to pull someone 
from the SEC or something like that to play in the snow. That'd be good for, like, fans. Yeah, I'd love it. I don't see the SEC conference being like, oh, yeah, we only get two bids into the team playoff. So, again, just something I wanted uh, to let let the group know if they weren't weren't following. Also, another piece of tidbit news. 2023 College Football Hall of Fame um, eligible is Justin Blackman. So, haven't heard that name in a while. I thought I'd bring it up. thought it was interesting. Um, asked Chad kind of anything that he really wanted to talk about. Um, he mentioned uh, college realignment. So, Chad, I'm going to kind of let you steer here. What What do you want to talk about with uh, the realignment? Well, you know, the realignment stuff, the thing that gets me the most is what is it going to start doing to these recruiting classes? You know, you've got these kids that come in and say, hey, yeah, we're going to play here. And then all of a sudden they switch. Someone leaves the conference, you know, like Oklahoma, Texas. And now those players that went to a different, you know, like a K-State, Texas A, you know, Texas Tech, anything like that, they could have gotten some exposure from playing against those teams on a national stage. Now that's gone almost. And are they just going to say, well, screw it, I'm not going to go to those conferences. We're just going to, everyone's going to go to the super conferences. That's my big thing I'm worried about. I can see that somewhat. I mean, you only have so many scholarships still. True. You have the NIL money that's coming in. I don't know. I'm like, is Alabama ever hurting to go out and get their guy wide receiver no it's true I, I just don't know how much it changes I don't know how much people are willing to go to Missouri I mean they're in the SEC right so are we going to say that Missouri is benefiting yep. unbelievably from being in the SEC probably not they are monetarily wise but yeah they're not contending anymore like they used to I mean even your school Notre, Notre Dame I mean a lot of those kids aren't going there just because oh, yeah, it's no. Notre Dame or conference or NIL money. They're going because of religious beliefs, quality education, things like that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the historical significance of Notre Dame. Exactly. Yeah, I can see that side of it, too. But, yeah, K-State, I don't know what they have going for them. Uh, people get confused that Manhattan is in New New York. I get Northwestern and K State confused all the time. <laughs> Just because of their colors? Just the colors. <laughs> um, let's see here. Trades. Um, next thing we have on is there anything I guess you guys wanted else to talk about on the realignment? No, not really. All right. No, not really. I'm excited to see how it all shakes out though. It'll be it'll be interesting to talk about then. Because then we'll know, okay, this is going to happen. So how does yeah. it actually affect all these different schools? Once we have an actual date of when that could happen, too. I still see Texas and Oklahoma leaving early. Yeah. Yep. I mean, everyone's going to want to try to leave early. So it's just it's going to be the money. Um, getting into the trades, we had three trades. We're only going to talk about one. Uh since we got Chad here, we're going to talk about the deal between Nate and Chad where Nate sent 
Chad Hunter Deckers and a supplemental 610, while Chad sent back Tavion Robinson, wide receiver for Kentucky, formerly of uh, Virginia Tech. He just transferred over there this year. So I think, I mean, I think in a super flex league with three quarterbacks, Hunter Decker's going to be the starting quarterback at Iowa State. Like, I don't really follow Iowa State a whole bunch, so I don't really know much about their offense. They lose a lot of guys, but I think Hunter Decker is going to run the ball. He's going to be a dual threat guy and, and be able to give you quite a bit of points. Um, I also think Tavion Robinson is going to probably take over that Wandell role while Kentucky takes a step backwards probably this year, especially if they don't have Chris Rodriguez. Um, that probably just means throwing the ball more. And, you know, I, I think he'll do just fine in, in a one PPR league. So, I, I mean, I like just getting the quarterback, but I think Nate had just mentioned he needs to solidify his wide receivers on the college side. So I think he got what he wanted. You got what you wanted. If you want to talk about, you know, talk about the trade. Yeah. Um, so it, it, you know, when it was presented to me at first, um, I, I didn't like just giving up Robinson for just Deckers, uh, in my opinion. Um, so I, I tried to get a little bit more out of it. Um, so I, I countered it for that, uh, that draft pick as well. And he went for it, which uh, I'm grateful. I do like Deckers, uh, but my quarterbacks on my college side are older, and I don't know how many of them are actual going to keep moving on. And I, my team on that side was old. So I've, I tried to do anything I could to get younger players. I think I would have done Tavian Robinson for Hunter Deckers just straight up. I absolutely would. So I, I think – you got a, a great deal there, Chad. But I understand kind of what Nate was trying to do there, too. So, again, I think you both got what you wanted. Yeah. So. Right. NFL news. Jacob, I'll let you uh, take over the NFL side. Sure. So, Denver was sold to Walmart for $4.65 billion. And we're about to have rollbacks across the entire state. So, yeah, Chad, you're a big I – w- I want to hear your thoughts. You're a big uh, Raiders fan. Will you be shopping at Walmart slash um, will you be supporting the Denver Broncos at all? Never in a million years would I do anything to support that franchise. Ever. That's, that's the one franchise well, we'll I absolutely to love paper. to hate. We're going to come back. Yeah, but we're going to come back to this in a month and ask you to provide all the receipts of every purchase you made. <laughs> I guarantee one of them's at Walmart. <laughs> I have not been to Walmart for over a month, actually. Over a month, you're a Target man. <laughs> uh, when I need anything, yeah, I'll go to Target. But uh, typically, I don't need it, or I'll just order online. Well, now you got to make it two months. That's right. Let's see so, how strong you are. Whoever Jeff Bezos buys next, Joe, we'll see if maybe that's going to be an issue for me as well. Maybe. So, then we have uh, Watson had two more cases filed against him, Deshaun Watson. Um, kind of my take on this is it's nothing different than the previous 22, but it's two more cases. And I think the NFL and the Cleveland Browns are going to feel a certain way if they didn't know that these allegations or even that this was potentially on the table. 
of getting additional cases put onto the on you know filed against them. Which I think the Browns did know because uh, something that we talked about before, the Browns actually have a stipulation into the contract that say if there are any more allegations brought forward that he could be charged with, uh, they have the ability to void any guaranteed money, and I believe all of it's guaranteed, so they could void everything. Um, you have a contract, you sign it, it is what it is, but I could see him you know, trying to sue the Browns then if they try to do that, and you know, trying to get his money. Um, but I think, I think the bigger deal for me in this situation is the NFL has to be about optics and the optics are really bad. If these cases keep coming out, his suspension is looking to get longer and longer and longer. I think the NFL has to do something like if they just keep sitting there and not doing anything, it looks worse on the NFL. So then as the Browns, what do you just wait for the NFL to do something, or do you try to, like kind of like what NCAA teams do? Like, oh, we're gonna do this to him so that either he gets a lesser punishment from the league, or like, um, I see it playing out one of two ways they're gonna see this as a PR nightmare and suspend him for an extremely long amount of time, or they're gonna lean back on the fact that it was dismissed by multiple grand juries, the cases were. And they're basically going to say, we don't care. He's going to play. So Four game suspension. Like, so, I, don't, I don't think there's a middle in there. I think it's going to be the season or it's going to be short. I just think based off of like all the crap that the NFL got, whatever it was, like two years ago for like the whole like women. I can't remember what it was. It was like women or exactly what it was. But I feel like – Everyone's like, it wasn't the national anthem, but like everyone's like, no, we're not going to watch anymore because of this or this. Um, but I'm going to play a, a clip the other day that came came out of, it was on a radio station, and Deshaun Watson, lawyer, had to say this about the two allegations. I don't know how many men are out there now that have had a massage that perhaps occasionally there was a happy ending, all right? Maybe there's nobody in your listening audience that that ever happened to. I do want to point out, if it has happened, it's not a crime, okay? Unless you are paying somebody extra or so to give you some type of sexual activity, it's not a crime. And so at the end of the day, uh, that's another thing that would affect conduct. Doing something or saying something or being a way that makes you uncomfortable is not a crime. And so we've had two grand juries find that, and nobody seems to want to listen. So, I mean, that sounds like a guy who's had a happy ending on a massage, like just that voice. Um, but I I don't know. You kind of touched upon it, Jacob. It's like, why, why are you talking about this? Like, that's got to be the dumbest move. If you're a lawyer, you shouldn't talk until, like, you're required to talk. Same with Deshaun Watson. I mean, what are you doing? Just don't even acknowledge it. I don't know. Like, no one knows for a fact what actually happened on all these different instances. Obviously, there is a timeline of... (laughs) Or or a modus 
operandi of how he goes about getting sex. And it's by contacting masseuses. I can't say whether it was consensual or not. Just leave it at that. So then, you know, then yesterday, I didn't read all of it, um, but it sounds like Houston Texans are just as liable. For like a year and a half, they were opening or they were purchasing a parlor that Deshaun Watson would go to and they would, the masseuses, um, would be signing NDAs in here. So it's like, they just look just as suspicious. Like, you know, do you guys have anything you want to talk about that? My deal is I don't think Houston is the only team that does that. And I don't think Deshaun Watson is the only per only person in the NFL that needs NDAs and all this, you know, smoke and mirrors to cover his tracks. Like this is probably pretty common throughout the NFL for highly paid players. It sucks, but. Right. Um, I just, I just don't, it was like very Brown's move to, to do this trade. But like, you'd think based on that, the, the language in the contract that you can guarantee, like you can get rid of, cancel some guaranteed money. Um, they must have known, or did they not know? There was a bidding war. So did like none of these teams know at all about it, or did they know and they were just dumb? Like, I don't know. Well, they could have put that in there on on their side just to you know cover their ass a little bit. You know, say all right, he does have all of these cases. If by some chance something happens and someone else comes forward, we're gonna at least have something in here that could be what had happened. I, none of us will know. I think a lot of people knew that whatever he was doing wasn't morally awesome, but at the same time, they turned the other cheek because he's Deshaun Watson. He's a top five quarterback in the league. Got to make him happy. It is just a – do you guys think Deshaun Watson plays a down of football again? This year or ever? Ever. Uh, Maybe. I don't think he's playing this year. Because if he's, if he's just like, I think a suspension's coming. I think it's got to yeah. be the whole year. So the then you're two, something, you're something two years out of football. Like, I mean, I get you're talented, but like not playing for two years, like, I don't I know. Definitely, I, I think he plays again because I just think the NFL's complete bullshit when it comes to got to uphold moral standards. And yeah. You don't. Well, I mean, think of it this way, too. They're going to have to use this to offset anything with the uh, lawsuit with um, the NFL and Gruden right now. So they might come out and say that, yeah, hey, we're suspended him for the year to make it look like they're actually the good guys. Well, I think they're going to look That's like the good guys. I mean, like, they go after Gruden for these comments that are made in emails, and like obviously they're not they're not good. No, no, at the not same at all. time. They blackball, like, Kaepernick's career because he, like, kneeled at the national anthem. Yeah. There is no continuity in how the NFL acts. It's all based on public reception. Yep. I, 
I think, if anything, like, the NFL is actually going to, if they act here in the next week, I think they're going to look really good um, from the public perception. And I, I think, think they're going to wait. I think they're going to wait a month. And I think that, I think Deshaun Watson is going to look really bad. Because what has Deshaun Watson been saying on Twitter this whole time? You know, just wait for the truth to come out. Wait for the truth to come out. Well, f- fuck. They keep bringing these things up. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Like, it might not be the whole thing, but, like, there's something going on. You're signing NDAs. Like, there. you know, there's a lot of fishy stuff going on. Well, but- let's be honest. I mean, he's getting these sexual favors or whatever. But then his lawyer's on the radio talking about how he didn't pay for any of them. So why are these women doing it? Because yeah. there, there are 42 other women who didn't press charges. So what, like, what? So why'd they do it? You didn't so, pay for it, so what? It's, uh, it's very... It's complete bullshit. And in some way, he was paying for it. He might not have been like writing them a check or giving them cash, but I think there was something else where he bought like forty bottles of like moisturizer that was like thirty bucks a bottle from somebody. Well, that's cash in their pocket. Yep. So it is prostitution. It's just, it's just what I don't know. I think that's the thing is like I'm, I'm trying to remember how many, how many women have come forward but it's a lot and he keeps saying like just denying anything like nothing like I did none of this did none of this the lawyer comes out says this which kind of like contradicts some things but it I just I think he's lying and you know you, you go back you go back to like Michael Vick he did dog fighting then he was super apologetic, and then he got to come back to the league. Now you got um, you got Watson. I didn't do any of this. Like truth is going to come out. I didn't do any of this. Well, then you know, you go away for a while. Do you come back? Like you've been very hard stance. I didn't do it, and I think that might be the bad approach. Yeah. So. Yeah, at least at least Vic, Vic owned up to it. So I mean, the truth probably lies in between, right? I mean, yeah, for sure. Some of these some of these women are absolutely trying to get money, and there's probably zero doubt about that. But at the same time, it's probably a sleazeball. I mean, <laughs> at the very least. So yeah, I was listening to the decision point and on into Dury and uh, the Podfather, and they they had brought up that Michael Vick point and I thought that was really good because I don't I mean I remember it happening I just don't remember the sequences of it so but I thought that was really good for for them to bring up um I think it's okay to just own mistakes yeah it's the only way you actually move forward yep yep so but there also is like a case going on so like I wouldn't be saying anything if I'm Deshaun Watson or his lawyer no, because now it's out there in public knowledge, and now everyone's gonna know it. So they don't have to. They don't have to get them on the stand to try and trip them up. They just did. You're just offering up like more ammo to use against yourself. So, yep. 
Now, once the case is over, I would just like own it. Yeah, I operate it as a sleaze ball. Cool. I'm I'm growing. I'm going to <laughs> psychiatric treatment. Well, it's, it's just like you know, you think just sports in general. You think he'd get it. Like, if I'm coaching a kid, I mean, I played college sports. Coaches don't want to hear excuses. Just like. They know you did it wrong. Just own it and like, all right, I'm going to learn from my mistake and do better. Like, that's all they want to hear. They don't want to say, oh, well, like, you know, it was, you know, I slept on my arm wrong. Like, I don't care. Just be better. The other thing to consider is these aren't criminal cases. They're civil cases. So you don't need to prove. You don't need to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that something happened. So you're you're really acting to the jury. Yeah, look at look at the uh, the OJ stuff. Look at Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. <laughs> yeah, one was a better actor, so he won. That's true. <laughs> hey, he, he did get her the part in Aquaman. It's, it, I mean, point point proven. I mean, she also shit on his bed, but whatever. <laughs> it chopped the tip of his finger off, so sliced uh, off, whatever. <clears throat> I'd rather lose a finger than <laughs> have someone shit in my bed. Crawl into bed and there's just a log laying there. <clears throat> All right, well that's enough uh, Watson talk. So uh, the other thing I just want to bring up quick before we get into some player news, Jacob is touch on it quick. Super Bowl Pepsi is no longer sponsoring the Super Bowl. I don't know if this year they stopped, um, but I'm just kind of curious on what company. I mean. Super Bowl is a big thing. People who don't watch football, they watch the Super Bowls and Pepsi not doing it. I'm just kind of curious on on who who steps in. Probably a beverage company. I would think Bentley and CJ Stroud step in. They don't have they don't have enough money. Uh, okay. Sure, that's not enough. Do you think Coca Cola does it and just says you know stick it to probably. them? Probably. They they just watch Pepsi have it for so many years. They probably outbid them and they're going to be the new sponsor or. I don't know legality how it works, but I don't know if an alcohol company can just outright sponsor the Super Bowl. Like you'd think it would be like Budweiser or something. Like, I don't know. Well, yeah, Budweiser would be very interested, but I just don't know if you can do that state by state. And so, yeah. Or. Because it's federally regulated, and then you have state regulations for alcohol and tobacco and things like that. So you're looking at either beverage or it's going to be like Frito-Lay. Which is Pepsi. Or Doritos? Is Doritos with Frito-Lay? Yeah, they're part of Doritos. But like Nestle, Nestle's big enough, but I don't know if they have the types of brands that you'd want to be promoting through the, and sponsoring like the Super Bowl. Do you think Uh, our podcast could do it? Alcohol stuff, with with the beer and everything with that, you know, look at the other things that the old time stuff, I mean, I know it's bringing, not relative to football or anything, but... Look at what you know. NASCAR used to be actually. It used to be known for cigarettes, Winston. Yep. And then that was negative out there, so they switched it. So you know, that's. I don't see it being about very uh, um, an alcohol brand. No, and there's so many weird like laws that tobacco and alcohol because they're federally regulated. I mean, you can't even have a commercial that shows somebody drink a beer and then. I don't know, start dancing with a woman. Because the suggestion is that if you drink this beer, then you can get this woman to be interested in you. And so that's illegal. So there's there's just tons of that kind of stuff, even at the state level. Yep. 
Quick, quick side note, Chad. Are you are you a NASCAR fan? No. Okay, I was gonna say no. Nate was gonna get really I, excited because Nate likes NASCAR. I, I watch it every once in a while, but it's uh, more Indian Formula One. Okay. Bunch of people turning left. Yeah, I like road courses better. All right, Jacob, you want to take some player news? Sure. So Jerry Judy has a groin issue. A wide receiver and with an injury must be on Tweets team. He is. Yep. Um, knew it. He paid, he paid a premium for him. Then Aaron Donald, three years, $95 million. I believe that's all guaranteed guaranteed money as long as he's like reporting the training camp. So that's an awesome deal for him. He's getting paid like a quarterback. He's getting paid like the best player in football, which he probably is. And he gets to pick when he retires. So it's actually, I think it's pretty beneficial because it also doesn't result in a cap hit for the Rams. Yeah. That's a big thing. And it goes till 2024. Because he's got like one year or something, so like I think that's when he retires. It's just done at that point. I mean, to me, that's a that's a, obviously the cash is a lot, but at the same time, I think everybody leaves that negotiation pretty happy. Yep. Um, Uncle Lenny Fournette weighing in at two forty for spring minicamp. Summer minicamp, whatever we're in. I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures. I'd go look them up. I mean, that jersey is tight. It looks, it's like the equivalent of a dad having a tucked in shirt with their beer belly. Like, it's me. It's like you already, you already have like Leonard Fournette concerns in the offseason about his weight and, and workout stuff. And, you know, he, I'm sure there's other stuff that's going on and he gets cut from Jacksonville, but. Here we are again, so I'm, I can't say I'm surprised, but here we are. Yeah, to me it's still early June. I think he ran at the Combine at 228, so we're really talking about 12 pounds. He can get that under control. You know, when you have these guys that do kind of balloon up in the offseason, though, you start to wonder, okay, later in their careers – when are they not able to just, like, bounce back and get back into football shape? Because that, that's reality. And they don't know it. They just, it like, happens, like, oh, crap. <clears throat> yep. So it is a little concerning because you saw it. He's not as big as Eddie Lacy, but at the same time, you saw it with, Ed, with Eddie Lacy where he would just balloon up over the offseason, then come back into camp and expect to lose the weight. Well, all of a sudden, four years in, the weight wasn't coming off. Sorry, so I got, I got a text one. message. Sorry, but what's that? Said sorry, I got a text message. Oh, you're fine. We're just doing a podcast. No, okay. Um, the next one is uh, Kyron Williams. Is a broken foot. He's on Ian's team. I think the only way. I mean, with a broken foot. Kyron Do you think he runs faster with a broken foot? No, I think he's got to be at the seven second mark for the forty yard dash. Um, <laughs> I've never. Is that with the scooter or without the scooter? Ooh. I don't think it matters. Because <laughs> he's also under 200 pounds and slow. There's two things you don't want to be in life as a running back. It's under 200 pounds, and you don't want to be slow. He's both. Yeah. You now he's got a foot injury. So. Well, and I think he hurt his ankle, actually, too. 
last year. Did he? I think he missed a game or two with that too. So, so yeah, he's looking like an absolute dud. Daryl Henderson has a soft tissue injury. He's on Ian's team. He had a soft I mean, tissue injury last year. I don't know. I'm just. If you're a wide receiver, if you're a running back and you have a soft tissue injury like in the summer, it does not make me excited. In redraft leagues, I don't really want to deal with them. Dynasty, these types of leagues, C2C, like you got to just hold them, but I just don't expect much from them. Yeah, I think Cam Akers already kind of usurped him, even coming off an Achilles injury. The writing's kind of on the wall for Daryl Henderson that the entire team just, they're not, they're not believers in Daryl Henderson. So an injury on top of that is, it's not a good look. Do you think they bring back Justin Jackson? Maybe. Actually, I I would love that if they did, because he's still on my team, but. You mean Baltimore? Was Was he at Baltimore last year? I thought he was with the Rams. He was with the Chargers. Justin Jackson? Uh, Oh, he was with the Chargers. Yeah, sorry. I thought there was someone else that I had on my team that was... No, Justin Jackson. Tyson Williams. No, the small guy that they drafted in, like, the second round. Justice Hill? Justice Hill. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, because he... I don't know what the Ravens have over there, but they need to fix whatever that practice field is because they had, I think... Justice Hill was maybe an Achilles, and then you had two ACL injuries back-to-back weeks, and then you had Marcus Peters with an ACL injury. Like, I don't know. They need to get that figured out. Probably. So. So then uh, C.J. Bethard, Bethard, beat hard, however you want to pronounce it, whatever. Bethard. Just a a guy. Beat hard. Um, He has a groin injury. He's a free agent. I, that's probably the end of his NFL career. I mean, career backup, now dealing with an injury, probably not going to get signed. He had a good run, though. Made some money. He He's currently with the Jackson – he's with the Jaguars. He is. But he's just a free agent in our league, so – Oh, gotcha. Hold on, hold on. Do you guys hear that? That is the sound of Grimm picking up another quarterback in our league. Of course it is. Yep, he's a free agent, so – Grim, go get your guy. There you go. Yeah, I mean, him making a roster if he's also injured is probably a stretch. I don't know. I saw some tweets about uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence not being that good, but who knows? I saw many of those, and it's it's honestly scary. Ugh. All right. What else the we next got? Peyton Manning is not Peyton Manning. So the next one is Alan Lazard is not showing up to camp. Um, that's got to be a dispute. He just wants to get paid, get get some. I don't know, paid long term, or yep. at least as long term as he can expect to be paid. Yeah, because he just has like a tender he has to sign. But yeah, try to get your money. Yeah. Plus, like you're the one guy that Aaron Rodgers kept. Hey, I need to get this guy under the field. I need to get this guy under the field. Like, let's see what Aaron Rodgers can do for you to get some pay. 
like what if what if it results in you know three extra million dollars well that goes that does a good deal towards your you know future once you're not playing yep <clears throat> and then uh dk metcalf is also not at camp um he is also rehabbing from an offseason i believe foot surgery so that's not it's not surprising that he's not at camp it's surprising that the Seahawks haven't said that, yeah, we wanted him to just stay home. And so basically what I view that as is he's using that rehab time to try and get a better contract, which I don't think the Seahawks are going to be willing to give him. And I, I just think it's him trying to get the most money. Like, you just had a Hall of Fame-type quarterback with Russell Wilson. You put up great numbers. You are going to put up worse numbers with – Geno Smith or um, Drew Locke. Like, you just are. And the NFL, like, you just saw what they did with Juju. Like, I don't think Juju's bad, but, like, he's more than $3 million worth. And it's like, well, you know, you got – the NFL just looks at what you did. What did you do recently? They don't care what you did, like, two years ago and three years ago. And it's like – well, like, you only put up this many yards and, like, oh, you didn't have that many touchdowns. So, yeah, I had Geno Smith throwing me the ball or I had, you know, Drew Locke throwing me the ball. What do you expect? Like, well, you know, are you declining? Is this, you know, I think he's just, you know, you got to try to go get your money and, and this is the best chance to go do it. I mean, the New England Patriots got Randy Moss on the cheap. Yep. Thanks. Had, had to throw that well, one in there. I'm just saying. <laughs> It's, it's definitely what have you done for me lately. So, so you got to get yep. paid when you have that leverage. Yep. The league's all about me anymore. It's not about the team. And it's very rare that you find someone that's willing to do something like that. Like the Eagles. You should become a fan. Why? I'm the, the Raiders. I mean, it's... That's, that's the biggest me franchise in the world. <laughs> so, Al, Al Davis. Al Davis. He's he's more famous than any player. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's true. Surprised none of the trophies were named after him after everything that he did. But then after everything that he did after that, I can understand why they weren't named after him. We got to get that. Who's the who's his like son or whatever that has the Mark? Haircut? Mark. The haircut's got to get fixed. I mean, I'm so everything I've been you know reading was they've been going through a lot of high up uh, executive overhauls here lately. And we're wondering if he is going to be forced to sell before long. I would love it because at that point, the the team is actually in his mom's name still. So when she (laughs) passes, when she passes, I believe he's not going to have the money to pay the taxes on it. Yeah. So he needs a haircut first and then he's worried about the big problems. Well, you'd think with all the money that he saves with not cutting his hair and driving that stupid Chevy minivan every day, he'd have money. He doesn't. Not in Vegas. Shit gets wild in Vegas. He's still got that minivan. Well, that kind of does it for our news section. Um, well, Chad, we got you here. Let's Let's talk about strategy. Did you have any strategy going into the original draft? Um and then 
kind of how did you think the season went and then what's your strategy you know for this upcoming upcoming draft so uh, the, the the college team there to be completely honest um i was when i was still working at high beat so if, if i remember right part of the draft was when i was sleeping because i used to work like the late shift and so it was, it was a slow, an auto draft it was a slow draft <laughs> Yeah, well, it kept taking quarterback after quarterback after quarterback on that team. And someone finally reached out to me. and was like, hey, it might have been you, Luke, actually yeah. going, uh, do you mean on taking quarterbacks the last four picks in a row? I'm like, shit, no. I could be wrong, but I think you may have auto-picked. I'm going to look it up while you're talking. But you may have auto-picked Kenny Pickett. That would be funny if that actually happened. You, I think I did actually. You you keep talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find this. Um, and with the strategy for that, hey, hey, hey Grim should auto pick. <laughs> uh, that would be funny. I'll never do it. I don't know. Um, Some of these teams need to auto pick. I didn't really have a strategy with the college side. Um, mostly it was just, Hey, let's see what this is. Cause I didn't know anything about this style. So it was just winging it and see what we can do. So when and I, then there was a couple games where I, a couple weeks last season where if I would have paid attention and actually switched people, um, would have scored a lot more points and stuff like that, but just didn't pay enough attention to it. And that's one thing I'll have to start doing this year. Um, when I initially asked you to, like I sent it out a a casting call to our our keeper league, and you were like, "Yeah, let's let's do it." Like, what what interested you in doing it? I like the dynasty aspect, and the more that we keep doing that on this side, the more it makes me want to try to hammer it home to a couple people on that other side that don't want to do it, um, and just show them that hey, this might be something to look into. Um, and I thought that the, the dynamic of, Hey, you got these college kids as well. You know, if there's someone that you, you, I love college football more than NFL, to be honest. And that's, I will watch games even when I didn't have anybody or didn't have any care about the late games. There's nothing else on TV at that time. And I, I'm putting those games on. So, so seeing some of those players, you start to see some of these, kids that are out there that hey they could have a shot to move up and to have that ability where they just automatically move over and you don't have to worry about trying to draft them i liked that yep so i i did find the draft in in round 19 you drafted shane i don't even know beachel he doesn't even have a, a team associated with him mm. um, i'm sure he graduated or something no, then, he was on the Chiefs. Then the uh, – oh, is that is that what you did? Oh, that might yeah. be it. He was already drafted. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm like, how the hell did I get him then? Yeah. Um. Then in the 20th round, you grabbed UTSA quarterback Frank Harris, which I think is actually a pretty good college pick. Um, He's one of my starters this year, yep. Uh, round 21, you drafted Kenny Pickett, now a first-round draft pick for the uh, fighting Aaron Tweets. And then in round 22, you drafted another quarterback. Can you guess who it is? 
Another quarterback, round 22. I mean, I got my team up here right now. I could probably look, but I don't yep. even know if they're still on there. They're still on your team. Are they? Yep. Wouldn't have been Max, was it? Nope. It was Phil Jerkovich from Boston College. Again, another – I think he played a couple games, hurt his hand, but, like, I think he'll be pretty good this year, and he might get a little bit of draft buzz, so. Maybe I need to change my team name to Jesus Take the Wheel because apparently they draft better <laughs> that, than I do. I mean, those are some pretty good <laughs> quarter. I mean, you got three solid quarterbacks there with auto draft. I do. You know what? Now I remember that because when I saw that Jerkovich was on there, I'm like, isn't this the guy that just left Notre Dame because he's like, he got upset and wasn't getting playing time, wasn't doing the greatest, and then now he's on my team, and now I'm sitting there going, well, he actually has a potential to be a decent backup, I think, in the NFL, something like that. Never would have thought that would have happened, ever. So, just funny how uh, Auto Pick really played, like, three good quarterbacks for you. Yeah, well, which is funny because then, you know, I took – Purdy with one of the first couple picks, so yeah, I think he was one of two. Bad pick, Chad. Bad process. I don't know. I mean, I get it. Hey, he you could like... end up playing this year. You never know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? You know, uh, Nick Mullen played. C.J. Beathard played for the 49ers. You just never know. You didn't play for the 49ers, so not the 49ers. Just like three other teams. Yeah, two. It could happen, but. Kudos to you and your auto-drafting ability. Um, let's see here. Bad host here. So uh, what What guys on your college team or NFL team are, are you excited about? So one of them we just we talked about was, uh, was Jerkovich there a little bit. Let's see. I want to see how his wrist is going to heal up and see how he's going to do. Um because at Boston College, I think he's in a good system um, to help him actually do something. Um, Noah Kane is actually one that I'm a little interested to see what happens. He went to LSU, and I don't know if there's anyone. I, I'm sure there's someone above him in the death chart, but I don't know what he's going to be able to do. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, you had... He's on my team. I forget his name. He went to Cincinnati. Yeah. Whatever. Gosh. Corey Kiner. Yep. He went to Cincinnati. Yeah. And then you've got uh, John Emery, who was a highly recruited prospect, but he's entering his junior year with barely any, like, run. And so part of his issue has been academics, off-the-field stuff. So who knows? Maybe. Some some guys I'm really excited about on your team, Chad, um, is the stack of uh, Frank Harris and uh, Joshua Cephas and Jalen Cropper and Jake Hayner. So you have like two stacks, and I, I think those are like pretty good. And, and I think, honestly, those sh- could be like some of your, like the heartbeat of your team. <laughs> As they yeah. go, you go. Um, I'm, yep. I'm also a fan of, of Will Mallory at uh, Miami and then Jacob Cowing uh, going to Arizona. I, I mean, I think you got a lot of 
Well, I don't. I mean, Cowing might have like some super late potential the in the NFL draft. Stuff, I think. I think. It, you, well, even this year, I think garbage time stuff. He's going to do really well in some of those games. I think you've got just in general. Um, I think you got a very good college team that could can can do some damage um, here and there. I'm surprised that you didn't say that you're excited about Kyle McCord. You did pay up for him. I did pay up for him, uh, but he still has that potential of if he's going to transfer, if he doesn't get playing time. So if that happens, you know, I'm a little worried on that aspect of it, of where he's going to transfer to. I actually really hope he does transfer. He and hopefully it's like a power, power five school, obviously. But yeah, I mean, if he does, then that's a, that's, that'll be really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Kyle um, McCord fan. Am, like, I, I don't know how you – like, I lucked out on getting C.J. Stroud. <laughs> I don't know how you pick the quarterback who's going to be at Ohio State with everybody that they have coming in. Yeah. How do you have a crystal ball of who's going to get win that job every year? Yeah, that's hard. And, like, Alabama, too, like – Every, like, well, you get the Alabama quarterbacks typically go, what, Ohio State? Are there any other, like, QBUs? I mean, it's, Not really. that's kind of it. But it's like, the, like, you could be really good, but you just could get over-recruited. Like, yeah. all right, next year you're not the guy anymore. Like, you lost yeah. us two games. We can't afford that. Like one of the guys I'm I'm interested in right now, he's hurt, um, and it's with his shoulder, but it sounds like it's gonna be okay. Uh, but the big thing with him is what's gonna happen for the quarterback battle there actually is uh Davis Allen out of Clemson. Um the two quarterbacks, um, DJ did play really, really crap I'm not even gonna try to pronounce the guy's last name. Uh kinda played crappy in the spring game and then uh actually one of the guys that I was looking at for uh, potential like supplemental draft and everything later on um, was uh, Cade uh, Klubnik, Klubnik. See, he had a good spring game, but see what's going to happen. Cade Klubnik, he's one of the top recruits coming in. He won the Elite 11 last year. Um, I I don't hate that as a, as a target for um, a supplemental draft. He's a five-star pros- prospect. <clears throat> also, Dabo brought in. I can't remember who they had as their quarterback, but then brought in Trevor Lawrence. He's not a. Af- he's not afraid to bench you if you're not playing well. No. He he gives no. He doesn't give two shits about seniority. So, yeah. I like that from a, a standpoint uh, of yeah. doing that. That's kind of true for all the big schools that are getting. Ridiculous amounts of talent. Yeah. Like, your your job is not guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, NFL side, um, all season, even last year, I, I am high on Kenny Pickett. I don't care what anyone else says. I don't care what people say with his hands being small, anything like that. Um, I don't think he's going to win championships, anything like that with Pittsburgh. At least I hope he doesn't. Did you watch um, that video that I shared of Kenny Pickett making a sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no no one reacted to it, but I'm like, I, I died laughing after I saw that. I'll have to go back and watch it. It was pretty good. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you don't, you don't go to a school 
like, you know, obviously it's Pittsburgh and everything, but you don't smash all the records that Marino held and not be at least somewhat decent. So, now granted, he played, what, five years there because of COVID? Yep. So, so, he had that extra year and everything, but I, I, I think he's got potential to be a solid quarterback, too. I think the hand, size thing, the hand size thing gets, like, played out of proportion because if you've ever seen, like, his hand, his pinky is literally – there's something wrong with it. So, like, he can't stretch it out. So, I don't know if it's, like, actual hand size or if he just has – Or if it's just his joint. pinky that he can't stretch. There's just a joint issue. I don't yeah. know. I know there's uh, – I think in Texas, in Houston, they've got some good masseuses that could probably help him when, when he goes there. Sure they could. Sure they could. Those masseuses don't do hand massa- massages. Oh. <laughs> okay. They do. They do other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um. The other two guys on my NFL team that I'm I'm looking forward to. Obviously, I think he's going to stick on my taxi squad for this year, though. Um. Unless something happens. Uh. Is Algier Algier. Tyler uh, in Atlanta there. Uh, I like his size for their team. They really don't have – they've got Mariota. That's it. And I don't know what he could do to throw the ball anymore, really. Um, Obviously, he's still good at running. He did that a couple times last year in Vegas. Um, But I just – I like his size. Uh, You know, he kind of looks like like Nick Chubb 2.5. You know, not not 2.0. But I think that's what he reminds me of a little bit. Judge me for it all you want. I don't give a shit. <clears throat> I will. That's what I think. That's what I think. That's what he looks like. Um, and the other one would be uh, see what Charlie Kohler can do if they decide to do two tight end sets there in Baltimore. Baltimore, okay. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't think Al Gear or whoever is uh, anything close to Nick Chubb, but at the same time, I thought you reminds me. I didn't say look. You that know, that, that running back up. room, yeah, that running back room is wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Cordero Patterson there, who was really good last year, but he's also now thirty thirty one. He's yeah. pretty old now, so I don't know. And sounds like he's gonna t- taking some more reps at wide receiver. So I mean, he could. That's why he flamed out in Minnesota. So good job, Atlanta, for not using him the way he would be used. Yeah. yeah. So hope I mean what are, we, what are we doing? We're just repeating history where he wasn't a good first round pick, and then finally he finds his niche, and we're just gonna abandon it. Yeah, weird. <sighs> Atlanta doing it. I mean, you gotta get that pick for next year. Get that quarterback. I guess it's still not going to be competition for Kyle Pitts catching everything in that offense. Yeah. Well, Chad, what are what do you feel like your main weaknesses? are on your NFL and or college team, if you feel like you have any? Um, one of the biggest weakness is getting out of my own head, uh, second-guessing myself. Uh, there's constantly weeks last year where I'm looking at guys and where they're playing, and I don't like what it looks like on paper and everything, and so I decide to switch them, and it, the complete opposite happens. It happened multiple times last year. On, so, on both on both squads or, or one? Mostly on the NFL. Uh, the college side, it was just trying to figure out 
make sure that like the late game guys wouldn't be something that would be a big factor. So it was tough to figure that part of it out with looking at players more in depth now uh, than what we were doing or what I was doing before just watching games. Um, So start looking at stuff a little bit more week to week. Um, Try to see what exactly is going to happen. Hopefully get a better understanding of it. So you kind of touched on it, and I I just want to go off script here a little bit, but Fantrax put in the, I'm not sure how it's going to work, but put in, you know, we can rank our substitutes. So if, you know, you, I know, I think it's really going to help out if on our late games, but I mean, it could happen in your noon games or whatever, where you rank your fill-ins, like whatever. CJ Stroud is, is playing, or, you know, you think he's playing and then all of a sudden he's a scratch and you got no way to find any information on injuries, but then mm-hmm. because you, you know, you have your rank of your, um, your alternates, then, you know, they automatically take your highest rank. I mean, I assume if it's a quarterback in your quarterback spot, it'll just, it will go down and pick your like highest quarterback that you pick. But I think that'll be a, a good feature that I want to put into the league for voting because I don't know how many times I was like, okay, do I play this guy at like two who I think is going to do worse than this guy that's playing at like 10 o'clock and they might not play and then I'm just screwed. Yeah. Some of the, the, the late games, like the Hawaii games and stuff, um, at like the Fresno state games, a couple of those last year kind of came back and bit me a little bit, uh, for things like that because they were so much later. So, so, Right. Well, you, you talked about some guys that you um, were excited about. Weakness is mainly just you as a manager. Um, so are, are you looking for a new GM? Are you looking for a new I, coach? I don't know. I might just, uh, you know, need to get a little, little uh, Tony Robbins style self-help book out there to you know, bring myself back up to it. No. Um, with my college side, they were really old, and it's still pretty old. Um, so the ones that are on there, I yeah, I'd love to see them all go pro. I see maybe a handful of them, potentially. So that one I'm trying to get younger on. Um, get some Whatever pro, I could do. Get some pro guys to kind of fill your NFL side. Because right, your NFL side is kind of old too as well, right? Yes. Yep, they're they're getting there. Are you uh, are you a contender or a pretender this year? On on the for the NFL side? Yeah. Uh you know, I don't it, it depends on how people do. I think my wide receivers are pretty good, um, with Cooper and Thielen there. Um Russell, you know, whatever he's gonna do in, in Denver. Um hopefully there's two weeks a year where he absolutely sucks and I'll not play him those weeks. Um <laughs> But I I like Daniel Jones here. Um, I, I think, you know, that that could be another guy that is sitting out there that could do really well. Um, see what happens with what he's in his fourth year now. I believe so. Third. He's going into his third. <clears throat> no. I think he's going into his fourth because they didn't pick up his contract for his fifth yep, year. Yeah, that's right. He's going into his fourth. So – 
I I like Daniel Jones. Um, I just hope he can continue to at least be given a shot. You know, with with Saquon not doing anything the last two years, constantly getting hurt, they kind of put more pressure on him. So hopefully he can stay healthy this year and and take a little bit of uh, pressure off of him for that. Um. So you've got some team needs. You've got, you know, you, you mentioned you're a little old on the college side. You're a little old on the NFL side. What's the best way to get a trade done with you? Like, how have you found success, or how do you like to go about that? Um, so before I took on this new role with work, I had more time to look at stuff. Um, and now I've just been a lot, you know, like, super busy and everything, and uh, we were talking earlier about how, you know, there have been a couple trades that were proposed to me that were left out there for a while that I didn't even notice because I hadn't had time to go in and look at stuff. Um, so if, if you send me something, you know, if you send a trade thing and I don't get to it right away, if you got my number, shoot me a text, shoot me a message on Facebook, shoot me a message in Sleeper. Um, during this time of year, I have the notifications on that off just because I don't need notifications blowing up all the time. So I check it every once in a while. Um, but, you know, if it's during the season, notifications are on. So just reach out. Can always ask. Not going to say it's always going to go through, but doesn't hurt to ask. Yep. Usually I send you just like a messenger message yep. on t- through Facebook. and yep, exactly. Hey, check it. I sent you this. Check it out. Yep. And it gets usually declined. <laughs> there have been a couple of them here recently that we've we've have, but we've even the no, you know the two of us here. The you know we've uh, Jacob, you and I have done some trades, some that have helped you a lot more. Uh, you know that uh, the one the Baker, last year, the Baker one, yeah, the, the Baker one. Um, but I also didn't like to be honest. I didn't see all this transpiring. Yeah, I know. You, I know. What <laughs> you didn't see Deshaun Watson going to the Browns? I saw this one coming from a mile away. I didn't see Baker not even getting traded to another team prior to the season. Like, what is like? That's what's crazy to me. It's same. I'm sitting there I'm, every day. I'm looking. I go, all right. Is he going to get traded now? Nope. Nothing. I'm just wondering when he's going to Seattle. Yep. Exactly. And we we yeah. talked about it here before. Seattle today made a couple. Uh, today we're recording. It's it's Wednesday um, night, and we uh, Seattle made some some contract adjustments so they could make some, some cap cap room. So then you have that coupled with the Browns saying, Hey, don't show up to mini camp. I would assume don't want you to get injured. We're about to trade you. So hopefully that yeah. happens soon. And then DK Metcalf can go back out there and I mean, Baker Mayfield ain't awesome, but I think he's better than no. what they got. He's a lot better than what they got. So, I don't know. I have Gino on my roster. You got him for like a buck, right? You don't want it. You don't want it to go there then. I mean, just go watch the West Virginia highlights. Come back to me. Tell All right. Me you didn't look amazing. I would like Steven Slayton. Can I have him off your team? He's not on there. Oh, what about Tavon Austin? Can I have him? Um, Steve Slayton. Actually had a top ten season. Where did he even go? 
Like, I just remember he was electric. Houston, and then he got replaced by Arian Foster. Turned out all right for him. Yeah. He had, like, a 1,500-yard season, I think. Where did Pat White go? Quarterback, that was... was was After he left the Jets, I don't know where he went. But, anyways. Stroll down memory lane. They were, like, West Virginia was, like, a hot offense to watch at one point. Does anybody else remember... The hype around Noel Divine. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I went back and watched his high school highlights. The hype was real. Like, he was way too small to play running back, but holy cow. Because he was in there with Steve Slayton, right? Or is he yes. right? Yeah. That was... And then he, as a, like a true freshman. Yeah. That was. They had a but good his offense. Highlights, his highlights look ridiculous because he's so fast and like just a jitterbug. But anyways, um, let's see here, Chad. So we talked about you know best way to get a hold of you. Is there anybody that uh, you're targeting or like a part of your team that you're looking to get better? You mentioned you're a little bit older. You mentioned how do people get a hold of you? What what are you looking to do? What's the direction of your team? Um, so yeah, I am, you know, trying to get, uh, a little bit younger, um, uh, across the board, um, for both college and the NFL sides there. Um, I, uh, I've been trying like crazy and it's failing so far to get with Grim to get him to trade me, um, uh, Met constantly trying to get him away from him because you know, Notre Dame uh, fandom here and stuff. Notre Dame fandom and a, a Bears fandom. Like, what's who's going to win? Yeah, exactly. So um, he's he's high on him. So I haven't even been able to present offers because it's usually that he's off the table. So um, you know, we we've got a, a good history of turning out some good good tight ends there um hopefully you know mayor will do well this year yeah let's um, hope he does well he's on my team first round draft pick here we go yeah yeah luke's high on him the same I, way that Grim is high on colt came at 100 <laughs> and i i would love to get him i don't know what it would take uh but you know uh, the options are uh or the door is open i mean what do you draft i think you could probably get him Post draft when he go when he goes uh, first round. I'd like no, to get him post, post, uh, post supplemental draft. Oh okay. If you play your cards right, right, I think you can get enough pieces that you can maybe get him. Yeah. What do you, Jacob? What do you what do you think? Uh, Mayor, do you think he's a first round draft pick? Maybe he's not worth it. You don't think he's worth? I mean, I mean, like a, I mean, in the NFL, do you think he goes in the first round? No, no, I th- really. I think I think he is. Give me baby Gronk. No, Fant went first round. Yeah, but no, no Fant has not had a quarterback much... to throw him the ball either. He's also a much better athlete than Mayer. Mayer's a lot younger still, so I mean, it's it's comparing different things there. They play two different style of systems. It'll be interesting to see what happens now with the new coach, though. 
with the I'm only saying this from a fantasy perspective, but Mayer oh, I know. Like more of your do-it-all tight end. He can block. He can like kind of like Pat Fryermuth, right? On the field, you but, got a chance to catch a ball. But the Darren Wallers and Travis Kelseys of the world, they're not looking to block. Gotcha. Oh, I know Waller's not looking to block. <laughs> yeah. I watch it every week. He's the best wide receiver you have until Devontae Adams got there. Hey, 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 let's let's not, you know, cast a shadow of a doubt here on Fryer Tuck, all right? Third and Renfro. Third and Renfro. Guy's got a freaking bigger bald spot than anyone else I've ever seen for someone his age. He just needs so. to shave it and just get over it. It's just going to happen. Right, Jacob? That is who he is, so. Well, you know what, um, Chad? You, you, you make an offer for... Um, Michael Mayer, and I'll I'll listen. I'm I'm I don't know if you listen to my podcast. I'm I'm just like running back. I'm like running back. I'm hurting. Like I just have Zeke and Chubb, and mm-hmm. then and then uh, for this year. What do you mean? You're gonna be fine in two years. Yeah, in two years I'll be fine. But yeah, like two what? Years, yeah, what yeah, two years is a lot. I mean, there's a lot for an NFL running back. Yeah. Well, it's like it's because like I got you know I got those two, so like that's kind of like I got Zeke in that deal. So then I you know make the trade with Nate to get Chubb because I'm like, well, maybe I need to expedite things because how long how long do I have with those guys and can I wait two years for guys to come up? I don't know. So yeah. I, I, because, like, if fantasy football was, like, the point scoring was reflective of real football, Nick Chubb would be the most valuable running back in the league. Oh, man. And I don't care what anyone says. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Tweet would say that Lamar Jackson's the best running back. Right, Tweet? <laughs> he'd kind of be, he'd be, like, halfway correct. But, uh... He's not 100% wrong. So it's not, it's not Najee. So and oh, NFL, like if there are some pieces or running back, I'm not too well um, diverse in your team. Otherwise, college wise, picks or top end talent because I don't know. I'm just high on Mayer. He scored like 20 points a game last year. I feel mm-hmm. like he was... And I, I think my my college team is closer to being able to potentially contend than what my NFL team is to be completely honest I th- that's the so, best part I like about college is like you don't even have to have pro prospects you can have like Mac school guys that yeah aren't going to do well for the first four weeks but then are just going to tear it up you know the rest of the I mean, year and and you I can got win the one college guy time. that's on my list that I don't even want to say his name I'm hoping he falls <laughs> the fifth here because you know, they just grab his names well, I just, I'll, I'll say it. All right, fine. Whatever. Jeez. Um, <laughs> oh, we really pulled your, oh, we really twisted your arm for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Zach Koontz, or uh, yep. obviously not the other spell there, um, Old Dominion. Yep, tight end, Zach Koontz. Dude, dude is phenomenal, I think. So, that's, that's who I'm hoping falls. I, I don't think there's any way he falls to the fifth round. So, but if he does... I, I mean, I think it just depends on, like, how people attack the draft. Like, I I mean, for me, yep. I'm just going to be kind of try to be Devi heavy, and he's not on my yep. 
on my radar for those types of rounds, but later rounds, I, I think he's he's on my my radar at that point. But yeah, and and my college team, my tight ends are a little lacking. You know, I mean, I had one of the guys there, uh, Stonger, go from Oklahoma to South Carolina. I think he, yeah, he um, could be a valuable piece for you this year, depending on how Spencer Rattler and that team looks. Yep. So that's the good part is that he followed Rattler there, so he's got that um, rapport with him so far. But some of these other guys, they're just they're hurt. So Mallory is a big one there. That's gonna see you know, big to see what he's gonna do. So I do want to clarify something. I do not dislike Michael Mayer. Okay. Yes. Is not, right. You're not. You're not anti Michael Bayer. No, <laughs> I am anti. Like thinking he's, I don't know, Kyle Pitts or something like that. In uh, in next year's, well, in not. a di- in well, a di- people, So I've seen people compare him to Jalen Weidemeyer, who tested so bad. He'll be better just than that because of his college production, and it's like there's no way he's that. Yeah. No. I so to me it's like Pat Fryermuth who. Is definitely serviceable in the league. Like that's not a doubt. Yeah, um, he could be a first round pick. I just don't know if he's like a game changing tight end. Well, part of it too with the Notre Dame side is who's actually going to be quarterback. Luke and I have been arguing about this for what three weeks, four weeks now. Yeah, it's going to um, be Tyler going to be the. Uh, see, I think it's still going to be Pine. So, and I, I just say Buchner because he's on my team. You don't even have a conference. <laughs> we don't need a conference. You will. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need you're gonna need one if you're just playing on uh, Peacock TV all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but hey, it, remember it's it, it's our it's our freaking network. All right, it's the Notre Dame Broadcasting Channel. We're the first ones to have it. I don't want the fucking Big Ten in here thinking that they're gonna get. The NBC. I don't think you want Notre Dame football going up against The Voice in, like, in terms of viewership. <laughs> I mean, which one brings in a little bit more money? I would say it would probably be Notre Dame a little bit, but... I don't know. Or, but you got that middle-aged, you know, housewife, whatever, watching The Voice every every night during the week, however many times it's on. That's the other thing. Notre Dame won game a week. How many times is the voice on a week? It's like, why don't you play more? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, let's see here. What else do we got? The phone went to sleep. So those are some... So, so your trade targets are... Mayor... End of list. End of list. Is there anybody else you got? No. Um, I mean, if you, know, you I, want, send me an offer. I'll listen. <laughs> Grim um, sent me an offer. I told him I'd listen. I even told him I'd do the trade, and then Grim said, "Never mind." I'll so, Grim back that on you after you already agreed to it. So, that that happened a little bit early here. So I asked. Hey, would you be willing to do this? He said, no, this is my top dollar. I said, okay, well, sure, if you still want to do it, I'll do it. And he said, no, never mind. Well, what are you what are you looking at for a running back then? I mean, I've got Cook, and I, his value to me has 
gone down a little bit in the past couple of years because it's it seems spicy. like whenever I've had him. Well, let me. Well, okay. All right. I'm getting excited. Uh, All right. Let me see here what you got on your team. Uh, big L. Uh, Cook. I don't want any part of Hunt. Do you guys think that maybe Cream Hunt gets traded this year? Or do you think he plays at in Baltimore or in uh, Cleveland? I think he's he'll start in Cleveland. Um, but I think he'll get traded before the deadline. What do you think if he goes to the Rams with their injuries that they just got? Please. That I, I think that would be really interesting if if he did that. That was the rumor last year too, wasn't it? I I'm not sure. I would take that in a heartbeat. Um, I still like him even as a split back, you know, splitting time with Chubb, because um, he still has that extra. Uh, he's good at catching passes out of backfield. So, and he's he's sneaky enough to get in for, you know, hopefully at least one touchdown a game. So I like him. So, so your running backs I like would be uh, Abram Smith, even though he's undrafted, he got a pretty high contract. So I'm, I'm kind of interested. Tyler Algier again because of the depth chart. Snoop Connor I think maybe gets get some playing time. Maybe he's the between the tackle runner and Etn's a passing back. I'm not exactly sure how that works out but then uh yeah i'd be interested in dalvin cook i mean i'm not i've been pretty vocal on here i'm not i'm not super into second contract running backs because you know how much more time do you have but yeah um he would he's an upgrade in my flex position to like hunter henry like even if it's for this year so yeah. I mean, the, the elite ones, you kind of kick the tires on. Yeah. Even if they're reaching that age apex, you're like, eh, it still looks pretty good. So, like, those are the running backs I'd be interested in. You think about it, you send me something. Okay. I will say, Abram Smith has a chance if, like, Kamara has, is suspended. He has a chance to play right away, and if he does well, I would be flipping him in a, in a heartbeat. And then, yep. like, um, like I don't – who knows what Mark Ingram looks like. Can, like, he has a legit chance of of getting you some, some value right away. So, that, yeah, that, I mean, that's my interest in him is, like, I just need some running back help. I've been, been asking a couple people, like, hey, you willing to sell running backs? But nobody – Nobody wants them where they value them more. No, I haven't asked you, Jacob. What running backs do you have for your pro team? Let's see here. Look at I'll Jacob. let you look. Oh, let me look. I don't want McCaffrey. I'm out on Gibson. Well, I mean, like, I would like McCaffrey. Uh, I'm not <coughs> on Gibson. Maybe. You don't want Miles Sanders behind the best offensive line in the league? I mean, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> I don't Not a single offer has been fielded on Miles Sanders <laughs> in, the, in the last year and a half. I mean, I think I've never made an offer on him because don't I have him in our other league and I just can't stand the fact that I still have him on that team? I, I don't know. <laughs> That's a mistake. <laughs> 
Oh. Give him another year, man. Just give him another year. <laughs> That's what we've been saying the last two years. <laughs> he just needs another year. Starting to sound like a Cub fan over here now. I don't watch that sport. Yep. Come on. That game. That game. Alright, so... <laughs> Okay, now I'm just a little flustered because like that wasn't on the show. I'm like not all that wasn't on the show sheet. I'm like, all right, like I'm in. It's true. I'm in trade. I'm in. Uh, I'm a one track mind. I have a hard time. So. Um, all right, well, so, there. I sent something over to you. Know what you think? I don't know if I'll get it, especially after we were just arguing about Notre Dame quarterback. But. All right. <clears throat> Uh, well, I, who's the who's the last like really good Notre Dame quarterback? Jimmy, Jimmy Clausen? Oh no! I mean, I heard that he was a surefire NFL player from Mel Kiper. Well, Mel, Mel Kiper ain't wrong. Ass from a hole in the ground. Brady Quinn. We haven't had a good quarterback in a long time. Yeah, pro pro quarterback. We've had good college quarterbacks, decent college quarterbacks, which is really weird of how we've turned out so many relevant tight ends. So this isn't on the show sheet, but I did want to ask because you're a Notre Dame fan. Yeah. Are you in agreement that Rudy is the worst movie ever made? (laughs) No. I love that movie. Of course you would. I, I love that movie. It actually, when I was uh, when I went onto the campus with my brother, um, I bought him tickets a couple years ago for a game for Christmas for he and I to go. Um, as we're walking by the lake, I had my phone out and I was playing that freaking song from the movie from right then and there. So, no, I, I love that movie. So, why do you, why do you hate a, it? I, I was a big because I'll, I'll tell you why. Okay. I was a big Lord of the Rings fan, and the first time I went to see the movie, I realized that Samwise Gamgee is played by Rudy, <laughs> and I it ruined the rest of the three and a half hours of that movie. And I'm done. It's the most overplayed movie I've ever seen in my life. Really? About, what about a Christmas story? Yeah, I was gonna say a Christmas story. <laughs> no way, Rudy gets played more. Okay. I had to watch Rudy. I don't know. That's, that's a good I one to, I had look to watch up. Though. Rudy on the way to play Sioux City North in high school. Four-hour bus trip. Worst worst trip of my life. Did you and guys? On the way, yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Then, uh, then on the way back, <laughs> they played it again. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? That's the only DVD they had. All right, it's the only one that worked. But yeah, that I hate that movie. <laughs> Oh, no, I I, I like it. I'm not a big Sean Astin fan, um, but I, I sent you a counter, Chad. You sent me a counter. Yep. Who is Sean Astin? That's who plays Rudy. You mean Samwise Gamgee? No, that's who plays Rudy. The Hobbit. Yeah, Rudy. Okay. I mean, they both were small. Now he was also offsides. I will, I will give you that. He was offsides. I mean, we have NFL legends like Joe Montana coming out and saying that that it was completely made up. Well, I'm, I'm sure still going to hang on it. I'm sure most of it was. That's what Hollywood is. 
Hell, I watch shit on the History Channel that's not even fucking accurate. So... If you take another shot at ancient aliens again, I'm going to get... Really... <laughs> I didn't say it was ancient aliens, right? This was stuff on, like, American history that they still got wrong. So, you know... If you're talking about Swamp People, the show, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> nope, I've actually I've never seen Swamp People, so, no. It's pretty, ridic- it's pretty ridiculous, and it is on the History Channel. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The History Channel has turned into more of a uh, drama series. They still, they still won't air Rudy. They still won't put Rudy on there. I, I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make that happen one of these days. You watch. All right. All right. So you you mentioned Coons being a supplemental guy. Who are yeah. some other you know supplemental guys that you're got your eye on? Um. So I've got two other guys. One of them we already talked about actually was uh, the Kate Klubnik. Um. Because I, I do like what he brings to the table there. Um, and the other one, again, this is a Notre Dame one. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I'll, I'll be the rim in that aspect of, you know, Homer with your school. Um, but uh, Logan Diggs, running back on Notre Dame. Uh, he did a little bit last year. I think he'll be okay. Um, I'm worried about his, uh, his labrum that uh, they just tore um, in the spring game. So they're saying that everything went through well and he should be good to go for the season. I, I mean, Jacob and I talked about it a couple episodes ago. Like, I, I guess I would Who be worried. Logan Diggs. Oh, Logan Diggs. Okay. Remember you talked about your shoulder injury and you're like, you know, you're just kind of not the same. Yep. It's pretty bad to come back. Like, I don't know. The timetable wasn't that far off, but it just seemed to be lingering where I didn't feel 100% for a long time after the timetable that I was given. Yeah. So I'm worried about that, but um, I'm hopeful. Who are there? They've got another guy who's a pretty good pass catching back and then another guy who's kind of more of a, a runner. It's like S- STM is more of the like running back or a stymie, so, and then there's... I've, I've got another one actually, and then there's a guy who's like a pass catching back. Uh, Actually, he's wide receiver. Uh, Let me look here real quick. But well, one of them just left, and I don't know where he's going yet. Uh, Flemster, Sebo, or Flemister, however you pronounce his name. Um, he's in the transfer portal. Hasn't decided where he's going yet, though. It, he hasn't decided. No schools want him. That's what that's what that says. Yeah. So. Um. So he he was one that uh, I thought you know would potentially have some some uh, some good playing time this year, but something had to have happened there where he's uh, he's not coming back. So. Anybody right. else? Anybody else you got, or uh, anybody no, that you that, have a question uh, question for us about, and we can give our thoughts or opinions on them. Um, I am surprised you didn't mention Tobias Merriweather, big old giant wide receiver. Oh, I guess he has an emerald, but. He signed his letter of intent. Oh no, we got another uh, Destin Hill issue here going on. See if he ever enrolls. Yeah, 
Um, one of the guys, and uh, just see what what your guys' thoughts are. And actually, Luke, he's on your team, so I'll have a thought. But it's, it's it's part of the uh, part of the the counter that I just sent you, uh, Justin Hall on the NFL side. He's a special teams guy. He he's with Oakland and. He, play, uh, he played. He played. He played. Or yeah, Vegas. Sorry, dollar in the in the jar. But like, right. he did really good at Ball State. But undrafted free agent, he'll probably make the team because well, my guess is. because he can do special teams. But which means then you're on the active roster, and then an injury happens. But then you won't know when to play. Yeah, him. I mean that's yep. kind of my thoughts. Um, I, I like him. Still like his door, though. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I don't think that um, McDaniel's is one that's going to want to use Renfro, um, for special teams anymore. Like Gruden did, so you know that might really give him the open door. So that's just my thoughts on it. So I mean, he was actually in part of that uh, counter that I actually sent back over to you. So why don't you like Brian Edwards? I like Brian Edwards. He just never got the chance. I told you that early on, too. I said I liked him, but he never got the chance to have a ball thrown to him. And after the whole issue with Ruggs, I could have sworn that he would have had a – his production would have skyrocketed at that point. And it just – it didn't. So Do you know I don't why? know. Huh? Do you know Why? Because John Gruden's an idiot. Has nothing to do with John Gruden or Brian Edwards. It's all because of Derek Carr. Well, I mean, he's not the greatest quarterback ever. No, I mean, Brian Edwards is one of those wide receivers, kind of like Allen Robinson. He's not going to create, like, this massive amount of separation. You have to be able to trust him and throw the ball up. Oh, yeah, Derek does not do that. well, Well, it's the relationship between Derek Carr and Brian Edwards is probably the biggest issue. So I was hoping that he would get kind of moved once Devontae yeah. came in, but now he's kind of he's, – he's borderline dead to me. Well, especially now that he's not even on the team anymore. He's not? He got traded to Atlanta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happened like a month ago. Well, I was like, uh-uh. I'm not up to date on everybody. <laughs> So, so now Atlanta has Drake London and Brian Edwards who do the exact same things. On yep. Tate. With Kyle. Marcus Mario to throw it to him. All right. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I think I think with that one, Mariota, was, he saw that, hey, we need help, and we need wide receiver stuff here. This is someone that I actually worked with because they probably had a pretty good relationship luke and i i think we're talking about that the other day actually playing on the second team yeah yeah it's like hey like hey i'm you know i'm the quarterback now like i need somebody familiar like give me brian hey hey i'm i'm pretty average you're pretty average let's let's yeah come on let's just build an average team come on okay below average team okay that's true yeah okay so why do you dislike Kenyon drake I sent you. I, I sent you a counter, a Chad. Did you? Yeah. Okay. If this is me just fishing on people that I think are on the Raiders, because I'm kind of jealous that you guys are working out a trade during our podcast. 
<laughs> uh, let's look here. Uh, Drake, I think he's a little tunnel vision. Um, so I... He's not as bad as Jacobs. Jacobs pisses me off with this so fucking much. Is Jacobs is like Derek Carr. That's where the ball is supposed to go. That's where I'm going to go. If it's not there, I'm just going to run into my guy. Derek, if I'm going to... It's supposed to go to wide receiver. This is what it's going to. If there, no one else is, you know, if they're not open, I'm going to throw it away. Fourth down, doesn't matter. Derek will throw the goddamn ball away. Well, even those games where he, Derek Carr was like targeting Darren Waller 20 times a game. Those like games, it was, a, it, was game, it was the first game of the season. I got so excited. Yeah. I traded for him in a dynasty league, and that was the first game of the season. I'm like, Oh man, like this is gonna be a great season, and then the rest of the season was like, oh my god, I can't believe I sent this for Waller. But like, if you actually watch that game, Darren Waller was not open at all on at no. least twelve of those passes. I mean, <laughs> on, <laughs> on twelve of those twenty passes. That's, that's part of it. Is is that Derek was so focused that hey, this is who like, that's the hot ball. read. This is who oh, it's right. going to. This is who it's supposed to go to. I don't. I'm not gonna look at anybody else. I don't care. And I think towards the end of the game, he finally started realizing that stuff, and that actually helped a little bit. But uh, between my brother and my dad and I, you will not find three more people that are Raiders fans that hate Derek Carr <laughs> with a passion. So last hey, question about, last question I have for you, Chad. Yes. Are you Team Gruden or are you Team NFL? So, obviously, what he said in the emails is completely inappropriate and not acceptable, you know, for someone that's a high level like that. But I think the NFL was finding, just trying to find a way to get rid of him just because of that. So, I don't know if he has something else on somebody else. They all have something on somebody. It, yep. It's not a, a world out there where that's not going to happen. Sounds like but, his, biggest, his biggest like leverage is the fact that only his emails were revealed to the public, and he was the only one who got disciplinary action. And a whole lot, the other a whole thing lot too. more emails were made available in that investigation. Yeah, that's the other thing too, uh, Luke. Yeah, I'll do it. I just accepted. Wow. We just did a real lifetime trade. That's true. This is the first, right? For sure. And that's even with you two on here all the time. Yeah. Luke won't trade with me. Oh. Well, <laughs> or that you won't trade with him. I both. Who's on your no trade for <laughs> Jacob? I <laughs> I don't really I don't really have one. I just have I have I do have like different player values sometimes and it does get in the way. I yeah. I did I'm get so Deuce I did get Deuce everything. Vaughn from you though, so we did make one trade. Oh yeah, we did. Yep. Like that's a great trade for me because I don't value someone of Deuce Vaughn's size, but I understand that he's probably going to smash in college at least. <sighs> yeah. All right. Well, Luke, you want to read it out loud then? Well, I'm going to put it here in the group chat. So I get Delvin Cook and. Pick college pick one ten, 
you get Justin Hall and Michael Mayer and Ja'Cory Brooks. Yep. So I like Brooks. He's an Alabama running or he's an Alabama wide receiver. Got some playing time as a true freshman. Yeah. I think he's gonna be there. Uh, he could be number one or number two for this year, um, depending on what's this injury and everything, but that's the risk you're willing to take. But like I said, I think I'm in a better spot to compete on that college side than I am remotely on the NFL side. And well, we'll get two guys that could transition to the NFL side. Yes. So, yeah. I don't like getting rid of Mayer because I'm – but – He's a tight end. I got my Notre Dame boy. I got one of them. Just need to get the other one now. And like I, I like Dalvin, him. like I like Dalvin Cook. I really do. He just doesn't stay healthy all year. But like, yeah, I already do. I've already said multiple times I'm not about second year contracts. And here I am with Dalvin Cook, Zeke, and, Zeke. and Chubb, yeah. all in which I made trades and got them. Like. I don't know. It it's better I mean, than Hunter Henry. The upside's still there with some of those guys for like a year or two. Like like CMC, I'm looking at him and I'm he's untradeable after what he did two years ago when he like basically he had the second best fantasy season of all time. But like now he's you know yeah I'll take that. Yep. Like I like Bear. Uh, you know and. We, we talked about it, but I, I think Notre Dame has kind of turned into – they've produced a lot of good um, NFL tight ends. So, I mean, I know Iowa's produced a couple here recently and stuff, but Kittle is one of the best ones out there right now. I will give him that. So, I just put that in the group chat. So, bonus. Okay. I mean, granted, this was – before this whole trade, thank you, Jacob, for uh, – extending the podcast this is a, a first for us we're we're at an hour 38 yeah. minutes but a first for us not saying this is the last like let's That's make true. where's everyone else at i mean fuck i don't do shit in the league here for trading and anything and we just did one right now so it's really i mean it's really not that hard if you just counter and go back and forth you usually find whatever two people are yeah. willing to do yeah it's annoying, like when you're when you go when back, you're and, forth, like back and forth times, but I mean, yeah. But I mean, you. I mean, you did it perfect there. You like, what do you need? I need running back here. The you know, I kind of did my little process here. The guys I'm interested in. You're like, this is who I want. Jacory Brooks um, was. I was not ready for that, but. I mean, it, was an, it was a wild card one that I was just sitting there looking at. But like, um, I, I mean, I get it though. Like, Dalvin Cook, he's he's older. How much does he have left in the tank? But like, he is he's good. So yeah, Jacob, I just th- want to see Kanade actually play some this year, rather than just returning, you know, special teams and stuff. That'd be cool. What he did completely in college. He played a little bit here and there. Mm, a little bit, a return, not a lot. He was a, he was a returner. He had like three carries in college. I think he had the lead athlete. Maybe but, ten. Well, ten. Okay. 
That's not even one Brees Hall game. Well, uh, that's so, one guy I, I will. Um, I, I did actually reach out to Nate on that one. I'm like, hey, I know you are high on Hall, but what do you want for him? So, did he I say? Like did he say anything that was like associated with Deshaun Watson type things? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> well, you're way smarter. You're way smarter than Deshaun Watson's attorney. Nate, Nate told me that he will die, that Brees Hall will die on his team, but then I remembered that he's already traded him once. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I know I, I can't trust that. Jacob, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the trade? I kind of like it for both. Um, I feel like you probably could have got a little bit more for Dalvin. Like, I might not have gone Ja'Cory Brooks. I would have gone maybe a different receiver that's a little more, I don't, like, has just been a little more proven in college. But mm-hmm. same time, I can't really fault any of it. Because so, yeah, and... Dal- Dalvin's re- reaching that point where you, you're going to have, like, one or two more years, and then you either trade him, you either have to trade him, or he's going to get replaced. Yeah. But those one or two two more years might be like league winning years, so that's kind of what you're playing for. So one thing I do want to ask Jacob, and I know I know your thoughts on him because you can't stand him either at times. What do you see with Jacobs going forward? Do you think that we'll trade him before the season, or we'll trade him you know midway through? I mean, I'm not really sure about that. I just think he's pretty inefficient, and he has been his entire career. He's kind of a vault. He's kind of in that Najee Harris area where, yeah, they get the volume, but what do they actually do with it? Yeah, three I yards mean, right up the middle, and that's it. That's what I, I, I just don't like those types of backs. And Jacobs has always struck me as that type of back. To be honest, though, like he's outscored Miles Sanders, and Miles Sanders is not that kind of back. He isn't. Miles Sanders is more efficient than Jacobs is, but Jacobs mm-hmm. has always produced more because he's gotten way more volume. Yeah, and so it's kind of a double-edged sword, I guess. Like what you want is efficiency with volume. So, like Jonathan Taylor, there you have it. Yep. Well, yeah, it, it'll be interesting this year. That's for sure. AFC West is going to be a. Uh, It'll be a shootout every week, I think. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. All right, well, I think, I mean, I feel like I ended on a high note. I feel like that's pretty good. I'm still, like, looking at everything. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. All right, well, if you guys want to stay on and chat afterwards, we can, but uh, I'm going to end the recording now. So thanks for uh, listening to this week. Sorry for the long episode. We had an impromptu trade. Sorry, guys. But uh, it happens, it happens. Uh, We still need, before we go, we need three more people, I think. Patrick, Corey, and and Hafner. So we got those three guys. Reach out. I'll put something in the group chat, but we need to get something here before July 16th when we have our supplemental draft. So uh, that's it for tonight. Hope you have a great rest of your week. I'm out. I'm Luke Probasco. Jacob. Chad. All right. Well, hopefully we'll have uh, another podcast for you next week. Bye.